There's a solitary, humble, wooden structure on a windswept hill in rural New England. To open the door is to engage our minds, our hearts, and our imaginations. In this place, preachers and professors, past and present, come alive as they walk the aisle, ascend the pulpit stairs, and teach. From theology, from history, and from the Word of God, welcome to the Saybrook Meeting House, an audio production of Saybrook Ministries. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Hymns for the Church on Earth, being three hundred hymns and spiritual songs, for the most part of modern date. Selected and arranged by the Rev. J. C. Ryle. Preface In sending forth a new collection of hymns, I feel it necessary to preface the work by a few words of explanation. I am anxious that no purchaser should misunderstand the nature of its contents. The first hundred hymns in this collection have already appeared in a separate form, under the title of Spiritual Songs. Footnote. This edition was reprinted in the small form some years ago, and the success which has attended its publication has led the American publisher to reproduce the present volume. End of footnote. The remaining two hundred hymns have been added to the former selection, and the whole three hundred are now sent forth, to prevent confusion, under the new title of Hymns for the Church on Earth. Some explanatory account of the whole collection will now, perhaps, not be thought out of place. I wish it, then, to be distinctly understood that the volume now in the reader's hands does not profess to be a complete collection of all the best English hymns, the old familiar compositions of Watts, Wesley, Newton, Cooper, Toplady, etc., with which every lover of Christian psalmody is acquainted, are, for the most part, purposefully excluded from its pages. It contains, with a few exceptions, no hymns which are not comparatively of modern date. The greater proportion of the hymns in this volume are either very little known, or at any rate are not to be found in most of the hymn-books commonly used. It is a collection of the best modern hymns, and of a few old hymns, which are not so well known as they deserve to be. Furthermore, I wish it to be understood that this collection is not primarily intended for congregational use. Many of the hymns, no doubt, are admirably adapted for singing in the congregation. Many others, however, from their highly experimental character, are better suited for private reading, while many are shut out from public usefulness by their peculiar and irregular meters. The comfort of invalids and the edification of Christians in private have been the two principal objects I have had in view in preparing this collection. I hold strongly that holy thoughts often abide forever in men's memories under the form of poetry, which pass away and are forgotten under the form of prose. In compiling this hymn-book, I have availed myself of all the best modern collections which I have been able to obtain, whether of English, Scotch, Irish, or American origin, and I have laid no British or Irish authors under contribution without first seeking their permission. To the following writers I desire especially to express my grateful acknowledgments and to thank them for the kindness and courtesy with which they have acceded to my applications for leave to use their hymns. 
Dr. Bonar of Kelso, N.B., Reverend R. Macduff, Miss Catherine Winkworth, translator of the German hymns entitled Lyra Germanica, R. Massey, Esquire, translator of the German hymns by Spitta entitled Lyra Domestica, the translator of the German hymns entitled Hymns from the Land of Luther, A. L. W., author of Hymns and Meditations, J. T., author of Wood Sorrel, the author of The Christian Life in Song, and Rev. C. T. Astley, author of Songs in the Night. I desire also to express my thanks to Messrs. Longman & Co., the well-known publishers, for their permission to insert some hymns from the first series of Lyrics Germanica and from Lyra Domestica, in the copyright of both which works they have beneficial interest. I must frankly confess that I have been unable to discover the authorship of many of the hymns which I have inserted in this collection, and have consequently been unable to ask the permission of the writers to use them. If, therefore, any living authors of hymns should happen to see their compositions used without leave in this volume, I can only ask them to acquit me of any intentional discourtesy, and to believe that I would have asked their permission if I had known where to apply. The subjects of the hymns in this collection are of wide range. I purposely excluded all hymns which can only interest some one particular section of the Church of Christ. I have specially endeavored to include those which come home to the hearts of all true Christians, of every name and people and tongue. Hymns full of Jesus Christ, whether living, dying, rising, interceding, sympathizing, or coming again. Hymns full of the experience of believers, their conflicts, crosses, hopes, fears, sorrows, and joys. Such hymns are always useful. Of such, the Church can never have too many. Of such, I venture to think the present volume contains a rich store. Of the general value of hymns, it is needless to say anything. The children of the world may regard psalm-singing or hymn-writing with indifference or ill-disguised contempt. But the true-hearted servants of that Saviour, who sung a hymn before he went out to the Mount of Olives, have ever loved, in every age, to teach and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Colossians chapter 3, verse 19. The Bible, on which they love to feed daily, abounds in hymns of praise. The heaven, which they hope to inhabit one day, will be the abode of eternal praise. A thankful, hymn-singing spirit has always marked the days of a church's spiritual prosperity. It is a pleasant thought that, however much Christians may disagree in pulpits, on platforms, and in prose writing, they are generally of one heart and one mind, in praise and prayer. If the three hundred hymns which I now send forth shall do good to the weakest lamb in Christ's flock, and shall comfort, cheer, establish, or build up one suffering member of Christ's mystical body, the labor which I have expended in collecting them will be more than repaid. J. C. Ryle Helmingham Rectory, Suffolk, December 1860 End of Preface Part 1 of Hymns and Spiritual Songs Selected and Arranged by J. C. Ryle 1. Colossians, Chapter 1, Verse 19 I lay my sins on Jesus, the spotless Lamb of God. He bears them all and frees us from the accursed load. I bring my guilt 
to Jesus, to wash my crimson stains, white in his blood most precious, till not a spot remains. I lay my wants on Jesus, all fullness dwells in him. He heals all my diseases, he doth my soul redeem. I lay my griefs on Jesus, my burdens and my cares. He from them all releases, he all my sorrow shares. I rest my soul on Jesus, this weary soul of mine. His right hand me embraces, I on his breast recline. I love the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, Christ, the Lord. Like fragrance on the breezes, his name abroad is poured. I long to be like Jesus, meek, loving, lowly, mild. I long to be like Jesus, the Father's holy child. I long to be with Jesus amid the heavenly throng, to sing with saints his praises, to learn the angel's song. H. Bonar Two, First Corinthians chapter six, verses nineteen to twenty. When this passing world is done, when has sunk yon glaring sun? When we stand with Christ in glory, looking o'er life's finished story, then, Lord, shall I fully know. Not till then. How much I owe. When I hear the wicked call On the rocks and hills to fall, When I see them start and shrink On the fiery deluge brink, Then, Lord, shall I fully know, Not till then, how much I owe. When I stand before the throne, Dressed in beauty not my own, When I see thee as thou art, Love thee with unsinning heart, Then, Lord, shall I fully know, Not till then, how much I owe. When the praise of heaven I hear, Loud as thunders to the ear, Loud as many waters noise, Sweet as harps melodious voice, then, Lord, shall I fully know, not till then, how much I owe. Chosen not for good in me, wakened up from wrath to flee, hidden in the Saviour's side, by the Spirit sanctified. Teach me, Lord, on earth to show, by my love, how much I owe. Oft I walk beneath the cloud, Dark as midnight's gloomy shroud, But when fear is at the height, Jesus comes and all is light. Blessed Jesus, 
bid me show, Doubting saints, how much I owe. R. M. Machane Three, First Peter chapter five, verse seven. Lord, it belongs not to my care whether I die or live. To love and serve Thee is my share, and this Thy grace must give. If life be long, I will be glad that I may long obey. If short. Yet why should I be sad to soar to endless day? Christ leads me through no darker rooms than he went through before. He that unto God's kingdom comes must enter by his door. Come, Lord, when grace has made me meet thy blessed face to see. For if thy work on earth be sweet, what will thy glory be? Then shall I end my sad complaints and weary sinful days, and join with the triumphant saints who sing Jehovah's praise. My knowledge of that life is small, the eye of faith is dim, but tis enough that Christ knows all and I shall be with him. R. Baxter four John chapter six verse thirty seven Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee. O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, and waiting not To rid my soul of one dark blot, To Thee, whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, though tossed about, With many a conflict, many a doubt, with fears within and wars without. O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, poor, wretched, blind, Sight, riches, healing of the mind, Yea, all I need in Thee to find. O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, Thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve. Because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, thy love unknown has broken every barrier down. Now to be thine, yea, thine alone. O Lamb of God, I come. Five, Isaiah chapter twenty six, verse fifteen. 
Give to the winds thy fears, Hope and be undismayed. God hears thy sighs and counts thy tears. God shall lift up thy head. Through waves and clouds and storms, He gently clears the way. Wait thou His time, so shall this night soon end in joyous day. Still heavy is thy heart, still sink thy spirits down. Cast off the weight, let fear depart, and every care be gone. What though thou rulest not, yet heaven and earth and hell proclaim God sitting on the throne and ruling all things well. Leave to his sovereign sway to choose and to command. So shalt thou, wandering his own way, how wise, how strong his hand. Far, far above thy thought, his counsel shall appear, when fully he the work hath wrought that caused thy needless fear. Six. Psalm 31, verse 15 Our times are in thy hand, O God, we wish them there. Our life, our friends, our souls we leave entirely to thy care. Our times are in thy hand, whatever they may be, pleasing or painful, dark or bright, as best may seem to thee. Our times are in thy hand, why should we doubt or fear? A father's hand will never cause his child a needless tear. Our times are in thy hand, Jesus the Crucified. The hand our many sins have pierced is now our guard and guide. Our times are in thy hand, we'll always trust in thee, till we have left this weary land and all thy glory see. Seven. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. When along life's thorny road Faints the soul beneath the load By its cares and sins oppressed Finds on earth no peace or rest When the wily tempter's near Filling us with doubts and fear Jesus, to thy feet we fly Jesus, we will look to Thee. Thou, our Saviour, from the throne, listenest to Thy people's moan. Thou, the living head, dost share every pang Thy members bear. Full of tenderness Thou art, 
Thou wilt heal the broken heart. Full of power, Thine arm shall quell All the rage and might of hell. By Thy tears, or Lazarus shed, By Thy power to raise the dead, By Thy meekness under scorn, By Thy stripes and crown of thorn, By that rich and precious blood, Thou hast made our peace with God. Jesus, to Thy feet we flee, Jesus, we will cling to Thee. Mighty to redeem and save, Thou hast overcome the grave. Thou the bars of death hast riven, Opened wide the gates of heaven. Soon in glory thou shalt come, Taking thy poor pilgrims home. Jesus, then we all shall be, Ever, ever, Lord, with thee. Eight, First Thessalonians, chapter four, verse seventeen. For ever with the Lord, Amen. So let it be. Life from the dead is in that word. It is immortality. Here in the body pent, absent from Him I roam, yet nightly pitch my moving tent. A day's march nearer home. My Father's house on high, home of my soul, how near, at times to faith's illumined eye, thy golden gates appear. My thirsty spirit faints to reach the land I love, the bright inheritance of saints, Jerusalem above. Yet clouds will intervene, And all my prospect flies. Like Noah's dove, I flit between Rough seas and stormy skies. Anon the clouds depart, The winds and waters cease, While sweetly o'er my gladdened heart Expands the bow of peace. Nine, Romans chapter eight, verse one. No condemnation, O oh my soul, tis God that speaks the word. Perfect in comeliness art thou, in Christ thy glorious Lord. In heaven His blood for ever speaks, in God the Father's ear, His church. The jewels on his heart, Jesus will ever bear. No condemnation, precious word, consider it, my soul. Thy sins were all on Jesus laid, his stripes have made thee whole. Teach us, O God, to fix our eyes on Christ the spotless Lamb. So shall we love thy gracious will, and glorify thy name.
10. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. O Lord, who now art seated above the heavens on high, the gracious work completed, for which thou camest to die. To thee our hearts are lifted, while pilgrims wandering here, for thou alone art gifted, our every weight to bear. We know that thou hast bought us, and washed us in thy blood. We know thy grace has brought us as kings and priests to God. We know that soon the morning, long looked for, hasteneth near, when we, at thy returning, in glory shall appear. O Lord, thy love's unbounded, so full, so sweet, so free, our thoughts are all confounded whene'er we think on thee. For us thou camest from heaven, for us to bleed and die, that, purchased and forgiven, we might ascend on high. O oh, let this love constrain us to give our hearts to thee. Let nothing henceforth pain us but that which paineth thee. Our joy, our one endeavor, through suffering, conflict, shame, to serve thee, gracious Savior, and magnify thy name. End of part one. Thank you for joining us this week at the Saybrook Meeting House. We hope you've been blessed by today's podcast. Saybrook Ministries' mission is to provide didactic and devotional content from the Christian faith delivered to the saints, recovered and refined by the Protestant Reformation. Be sure to visit saybrookministries.org for continually updated Christian content designed to inspire and invigorate our imagination and intellect. Join us next week for another journey to the Saybrook Meeting House. Until then, may God bless you.